The Sunday Sit Down on Algoa FM. There we go, Dakota Lee. The song's called Jealous. I think she's all of uh, 14 or 15 and a former number one from the Algoa FM Top 30, powered by CTM. Uh, preceding that, Neon Dreams with It's All Good. Well, that's um, a question for today, isn't it? Uh, so, 25 to 1 it is now. Retif Udendal, thank you very much for leaving the delicious food at the Diwali Festival and um, coming to spend a little time in the Algoa FM studio for the second time this week. No, it's <laughs> Struggling abs- to get rid of him. Absolutely my pleasure. I love being with you guys. <laughs> Um, but yes, I had to leave uh, the Diwali Festival and um, just a shout out to all the listeners. If, if they don't know what they're going to have for lunch, pop over cool. to the Malabar <laughs> Community Center and go there. There's absolutely amazing food, uh, amazing cuisine, and you won't regret it. Yeah. So um, did you have anything to eat while you were there? Yes, yes. I had uh, a um, little roti or so. Some samosas, actually. I didn't have too much time, but it was absolutely okay. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the, the good news is we're only going to keep you for about 15 minutes. You're welcome to go back <laughs> and maybe some of the people that uh, you were speaking to will will uh, join you there so first of all I, I suppose congratulations are in order i haven't been able to congratulate you publicly um thank you very much although i always say to people it should be condolences because i don't think anybody wants this job well that's just the thing isn't it why would you well look personally for me i think i i I knew I was going to be a counsellor um, at school already. I want to be an attorney and I want to be a counsellor. I didn't know at that stage that a counsellor actually gets paid. Um, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was very passionate about um, about the city and I was also on the junior city council. Yeah, me um, too. And uh, really enjoyed that and I think that's what got me into it. Um, so I got elected at age 26, so you know, fairly young. And since then I've just been really, really passionate about the city. So um, I moved to, um, to the provincial legislature, although I still stayed in, in Nelson de la Bay. I moved to the legislature in 2019 after being a councillor for a decade. And sure. um, um, when the opportunity arose to come back, um, I had this discussion with my wife and, and we decided that we're going to go for it. We, we, we really know um, just in what a state our city is and, and we want to, to uh, turn it around. So uh, I don't know how long I'm going to be in this position, but I've got one aim and that is um, uh, you know, leaving Nelson de la Bay in a better state than what we got it yeah uh respectfully that won't take much (laughs) because i'm one of the unsuccessful pothole claimants and 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 you know stuff stuff like that well you'll be very happy to note that we've um over the last three weeks uh repaired uh nearly eight thousand potholes already so (laughs) it's a it's a massive number yeah Uh, but there's still thousands outstanding so if there's a pothole in your street listener (laughs) um uh, we'll get to it eventually right (laughs) Yeah, so let, let's start at the beginning. Where are you from? I'm here from uh, Kabecha, from uh, uh, Nelson de la Bay. Yeah. Born and bred. I also did my, I studied, yeah, I studied law at, at UPE, which became Nelson Mandela University. And um, I, I did my articles in in, um, in the city. And then I started my practice about 12 years ago. I actually still practice, uh, although I'm just a consultant in my own practice. And it's 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 a very small practice. Oh. Um, I was just too involved in politics to actually made, uh, make a very big success of it. But I'm very proud of it. And I also... Always wanted to have one foot in the private sector because I think it gives you another um, uh, outlook on on life in the public sector. Um, you know, one of my biggest gripes that I have with government is that it's not responsive um, like the private sector. And me, and it doesn't have the, to be. You see, it, it, it absolutely have to be because otherwise <laughs> we will never be able to turn government around. I, I've looked at at how res- unresponsive we were to 
business in the city. The city was closed to business. It takes us uh, years to get town planning amendments through. It takes us months to, to get a, a formal electricity connections for, for businesses right here. Um, so we need to do things the way private sector does it. Otherwise, we will never attract more investment in a city. Yeah, um, and and but the thing is, the politicians in general, and I have a very dim view of politicians. I, I, I have think to say, they deserve to have a, a dim view of. <laughs> yeah, um, I I don't know if you've ever watched, and I, I mentioned it to Wayne during the course of the week, saying that he should watch a series called Veep, uh, which is based on American politics, but it shows you the the kind of the level of disingenuousness, the level of skullduggery people who are basically threatening to kill one another and then walk out onto stage arm in arm because they need some kind of united front to achieve some kind of political goal. And I've, I've said before, um, looking at politicians in this country, that it, it appears almost as though you, in general, have had some kind of shame bypass. In other words, you are incapable of experiencing shame because so many politicians behave in a way that they're never going to run out of our money. And, you know. But, Sean, I think it's because the public allows it. You know, we we turn. We, we, we treat politicians as if they're celebrities or rock stars, as I've said before. You know, and at the end of the day, they're public servants. They're elected to serve the people. Don't, don't treat them like celebrities and hold them to account. Mm. If they don't do what they should be doing, call them out in public and, you know, don't vote for them. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm, I'm meant to check with you, and I should probably have checked with Leander beforehand or you before we came in. Is your wife Anna-Marie or Anne-Marie? Uh, she's Anna-Marie okay. or Annie. Okay. And she's listening now. She's sitting in the car outside. <laughs> <laughs> and three kids, I believe. Yes, I've got three kids. Um, Ludic, our yeah. eldest, he's 10 years old. And then Lian, um, he is eight. And then Luca, our little baby girl. Okay. And what, what do they think of what their dad does for a living now? Do, do, do they grasp it? Well, I think, look, they don't know any other life. I've been involved True. with, with uh, politics for so for such a long period um, of time, you know, that they've never known another life. And it is unfortunate because I very seldom see my kids before they go to bed uh, at night. So I normally just see them in the morning um, when they wake up, before they go to school and uh, and then over weekends. Right. That, that must be... That, yeah, well, that, that, that's the life of, of a politician, is it not? You, yes. You, you, are, a, you are, as you said, um, Absolutely. a and, civil and, servant, a public servant. And that is um, the life you, you, you choose. And I have to say that I've been very, very um, fortunate in uh, my partner, my wife. Um, she has been very supportive. And it is a very, very difficult lifestyle um, to ba- basically almost be a single parent, you know, half the week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the risk of being misinterpreted as sexist, I'm just saying it because it's funny, behind every successful man is a surprised woman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure my wife will agree with you. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that you are saying is that you have very little spare time. So you must obviously want to optimize what you do with that spare time. Or is it sometimes a case of let's not structure anything. Let's just be around one another and absolutely chill. Or is it a mix of both, I suppose? Yeah, look, it is difficult. Um, we try and make the little time that we have quality time, you know, spend it with the kids. Uh, um, I like gardening and uh, I like brying <laughs> over yeah. a weekend if I get some But are time. you any good? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm a good bry. I'm a, I'm a bry master. <laughs> right. Have you been invited, Leander? Hmm? 
Ever been invited for a bride? Uh, maybe once or twice. Okay, I'll wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, are, are you a passionate foodie? Um, in in the time that you have, is is Bri about the extent of it? Yes, absolutely. Maybe and and poiki. I'm, 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 I can make a mean poiki as well. I'm not an excellent cook. Uh, my wife is. You know, right. she's amazing. But it's just because I'm never at home. Yeah. So if if I had to um, if I had to prepare our meals, uh, my kids will never. Eat. <laughs> they have sandwiches every day. <laughs> or takeaways. I'm sure they'd vote for that um, in enough times. What, what is your taste in music like? Um, very, very broad. But I think okay. that, that um, I enjoy 80s and 90s most because um, I grew up with my two elder sisters. Uh, there's a 16 years difference between wow. me and my elder sister and 11 years difference between me and my younger sister. And she's also also my senior. Sure. Um, so I was what was uh, termed a lot lamiki. Very. Um, <laughs> and I think I, I enjoyed their taste of music, 80s and 90s. And uh, I still enjoy it very much. Okay. Um, I have to presume that you are a faithful Algoa FM listener. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, nothing else. Uh, do, do you have time for a hobby? Not really. You mentioned gardening. But um, I yes, that's I think it. that's about the extent of it. I don't, I don't have enough time for anything else. I, I try and get back on on the road. I cycled, um, and I really enjoyed that. But you know, there's so little time that that unfortunately that also that does that, take time. Yes, and, and the bike is there parked in the in the garage. So hopefully, eventually, <laughs> I can get back to to cycling. Right, right. Um, I noticed you, you kind of sped through the, the the kind of school part and the varsity part and mentioned, you know, studying law, but no shout out for Otto? Yes, no, absolutely. Very proud of Otto Duplessis. Um, I, I'm actually going to go back there uh, very soon. I'm, I'm hoping to um, to visit them uh, one of these days um, and to perhaps um, speak to, to some of our scholars there. Um, I was head boy at, at Otto Duplessis okay. and, uh, yeah, and, and uh, very proud of, of, of that school. Mm. Um, you were also mentioning the Junior City Council. Now, there's something else we have in, in common. I have a, a largely unused BCOM law, um, but <laughs> while I was at school, I was also on, on the Junior City Council. So um, it was a very interesting experience I found, and I have to hope that it's kind of evolved um, in time because mine, mine would have been uh, pre-democracy yeah. um, and yours would surely have been post. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. So between the years um, uh, 98 and 2000, I matriculated in 2000. I'm, I'm 40 years old, yeah. um, although I probably look much older and this is what <laughs> politics does to you, you know. Um, <laughs> but oh. what are you saying, Charles, that you're also now interested in going into politics because you were in the, on the <sighs> Junior City Council? <laughs> I have so many skeletons, I don't think that would be a very good idea. <laughs> well, I think most politicians do, so... <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> no, not, maybe not on the scale of Donald Trump, but um, there we go. Uh, I, I have a question, courtesy of one of our listeners, and it, it's a good question. In line with what I was saying to you just now is that I have a dim view of politicians, and you said that's justifiable. Well, that's it, yes. um, Wayne says, what advice do you have for um, the youth who wants to get into politics to serve the community as opposed to any of the other things that, that we find the youth doing these days and, and there are a lot of very, very sad stories. Yes, well, um, you know, I've always said that the best politicians are those that have um, served uh, their community in some other way and, and have been involved in their community for, for years uh, before they actually stepped into, into public service. So get involved in NGOs, you know, get involved at, at um, uh, soup kitchens um, or with your local church. You know, it's something that people People don't do anymore. A couple of years ago, people used to be involved. You, you know, you were involved. 
involved with your church, with your local cultural organization, um, with the school governing body. And very few people actually um, does this anymore. You know, I think it's because life is so fast paced. Uh, but at the end of the day, we all actually need to give a little bit back. So for the youth, I would say, you know, um, certainly get involved in, in uh, any worthy causes because we need people to give their time to those that are less fortunate. And that just happens so seldom these days. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, it's not very cool. It's not very sexy to, to be a volunteer of, of any kind, I, I think is, is the is largely held perception. Um, and I, I think that we should make an attempt to change that. No, absolutely. I think the challenges, socio-economic challenges that we have in, in the country um, necessitates that, that that all of us that are able um, to, to make a change actually get involved in some other way. And uh, I've mentioned it before. I said, you know, there's no real money in politics unless you're a cricket, cricket politician. Um, so, so yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> very often I, I try and approach professional people and say, make yourself available for council they're all saying no don't be ridiculous we see what you guys do and uh, we don't want to go then down that route but we actually need the skills you know so if you're a retired engineer or a professional consider maybe getting involved as well we certainly need uh, those skills our councils um, have run out of skills you know both within the administration as well as in in council itself yeah, it's funny you should say that because um, I, I got a message early, from, earlier, sorry, from Mark Stemmett. Uh, he says, um, "Please ask Ratif if he's going to appoint civil engineers." No, absolutely, Mark, and crying, I, laughing faces. Absolutely, <laughs> and I know Mark Stemmett personally, and I I still owe him a coffee. So, Mark, I'll be reaching out to you this week, and and I've made that commitment on the air to about four hundred thousand people. Yeah, so I'll keep it. Ma- ma- make him pay because the last message from him is give him hell, even though he's a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you know, Mark makes a, a very valid point. We 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 have so few engineers in in the city, and it's it's not just in Nelson Bay. Actually, in in many of our um, municipalities, metro municipalities across the country, um, our engineers, our professional people, are just so fed up with the system that they get out of the system. So it is difficult to attract uh, quality, competent people into the system. In Nelson Bay, I think, however, we've um, just not even advertised for for. Sure. Uh, for for engineers, and we really need it. That's why we've got uh, such problems with our sewage system and with our water system, and uh, and it is absolutely critical that we that we appoint um, the right people, competent people, and especially civic uh, civil engineers. Yeah, um, kids listening in the car. Dad's going to be busy this week because um, he's getting visitors. Um, John Steenhuisen <laughs> is coming to visit, right? Yes, John is coming to visit. He's going to come and check up whether we're doing some good work here in Nelson Mandela Bay as the coalition government. And uh, we'll be very happy to, to uh, take him around to what we have achieved and, uh, and also show him the massive challenges that we have. Um, you know, I was just driving. I was up in, in Clan School um, now where my wife and myself attended a church service. And I was so dismayed almost, you know, with how dirty the city is and parts of our city are really, really filthy and mm-hmm. it's going to take a concerted effort to clean it up. But we'll get it right and uh, it should have just never come to this. No. Yeah, again, it, it's in today's edition of Funny Not Funny, um, I coined the term gebrekte um, along with <laughs> several other people um, and I, I hope that that doesn't stay the case 
that I no, can use that term for we, very long. We want to fix our city, and I think we, we need to all work together to fix our city. And we're going to um, uh, more and more start reaching out to civic society to to assist us because we can't do this on our own. Yeah. And and we're all proud of our city, and we all want to make it work. And uh, uh, and therefore, we have to take hands to do this, and yeah. we can do this. Yeah, um, I, I suppose the thing to do is to run it like a business. That's the comparison you were making earlier on. Because if you are in business and you're not good, you will go out of business. There's no such risk in politics, though. Well, you might this, not even get voted out. <laughs> <laughs> if this city was a business, it would have been in business rescue. I can assure you yeah. that. So, uh, yes, there's, there's probably one big difference, and that's the fact that you that there must be um, a, a, a social safety net that you have to work in for the for the poor. But other than that, um, you know, because it, uh, you, you need to have a business approach. So I always say fixing the finances of a municipality is easy. Uh, and you, you do it in three steps. You, you don't allow people to steal from you. You make sure that you get value for money. And you make sure that those people that can afford to pay you, pay you. And if you follow that simple recipe, it is easy to turn the finances of any municipality around. But it's because people don't want to make difficult decisions or they allow the system to collapse so that it's chaos and people can steal from, from, mm. from the system. That's why a third of all municipalities in the Eastern Cape is bankrupt. Yeah, sure. Um, as is always the case with the Sunday sit-down, and I knew that it was going to happen with this one in particular. We we have run out of time. Uh, Jacques has just said to Retief, all the best of luck fixing the city. Um, and I think that that is not a unique wish. In, in fact, I think everyone who lives here wants that. So Thank you, you very much for that, Jacques, and we're going to need your help. So help us. Aha. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, not unconditional love, this. <laughs> there are a few strings uh, attached. But thank you very much. Um, and you will be popping in every couple of weeks going forward with the, the Mayor's Minutes. Always a pleasure. And uh, thank you for the support that we've been getting. And continue to um, to pray for us and keep us in your prayers. Cool. Thank you. Your digital library experience. Podcasts from algoafm.co.za.